This is Wealth with Wisdom with Steve Vascard and Vanessa Sexton from Wealth and Retirement Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Steve and Vanessa provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth with Wisdom with Steve Vascard and Vanessa Sexton. Hello and welcome back to Wealth with Wisdom. My name is Vanessa Sexton with Wealth and Retirement Strategies along with my partner, Steve Vasgard. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 865-691-1211 or visit us online at wealthwithwisdom.com. And while at the website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or a virtual meeting. So there are certain ages that many of us associate with retirement, much like 62 or 65 or even 70. However, age 72 doesn't always get the publicity of other birthdays, but it definitely should because that's when you must begin taking required minimum distributions or RMDs as we like to call them from your taxed advantage retirement accounts. We talk about this a lot in our AFIA nonprofit workshops, RMDs. But before we start talking about RMDs, let's put our explorer hats on and begin examining the wonderful world of RMDs. But before we do that, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who when it comes to sharing financial insights with our audience is Clark to my Lewis. Ah, Lewis and Clark. I I love it. I love it. Well, we can we'll get Thank the actual you. rim shot Thank in you. there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they were two of history's most important explorers. I guess I, I I if we could come close to what they did, I guess we're doing something right. But really, that's you and Steve Vanessa. And uh, I I never thought I would say these words, but RMDs are interesting <laughs> because. They are. Yeah, because I think a lot of people might know in general terms what they are, but maybe not, and they don't know the ins and outs, and I know there's been a lot of changes. So, you know, the reality of RMDs when we turn 72 might be a bit of a rude awakening for some people, right, Steve? Yeah, we have had people come in here with large IRAs, and we should, when we show them what their required minimum distributions are going to be, they get a little nervous. Cause they, when they're in their 80s, that RMD is a very, very big number. So we're going to be talking about an article in Kiplinger. It's called The Basics of Required Minimum Distributions, 12 Things You Must Know About RMDs. And it does a good job of illuminating some of the basics when it comes to this important topic. As the article notes, if you begin socking away money into a tax advantage account like a 401k, Decades before you retire, everything seems just great until mm. 2008 hit. But then when you turn 70, 71, and all of a sudden your 72nd birthday is barreling right towards you, there's trouble because you're turning 72. And that's yeah. the age that Uncle Sam has now determined is the time to start taking out those forced withdrawals, whether you're ready or not, 
whether you need them or not. And remember, you'll not only need to determine how much you have to withdraw each year, you must also ready yourself to pay taxes on those distributions. Yikes. Well, you know, they say Uncle Sam gets what Uncle Sam wants, I guess. And I don't even think he's my real uncle. That's the problem. <laughs> but uh, but wasn't it the 2019 Secure Act? We talked about that a bit. That changed when we have to begin taking RMDs, didn't it, Steve? Yeah, it most certainly did, Tony. With that legislation, if you turned 70 and a half in 2019, you should have taken your first RMD on April the 1st on 2020. But if you turn 70 and a half after 2020, you must take your first RMD no later than April 1st of the year after you turn 72. Let me repeat that because it's so important. If you turn 70 and a half in 2020 or later, you should take your first RMD no later than April the 1st of the year after you turn 72. And after that, all RMDs must be taken by December 31st of every year. Ah, okay. Um, that's interesting. Uh, remind our listeners, Vanessa, which types of accounts actually have required minimum distributions or RMDs. Definitely, that's important. RMDs generally apply to the original owner of a traditional IRA, a simple IRA, a SEP IRA, or retirement plans like 401ks and 403bs. One note here, Roth IRAs don't have RMDs. RMDs are taxed as ordinary income with a top tax rate of 37% in 2022. So if you delay your first RMD, you must take two distributions in one year. For example, if you turn 72 in March of 2021, you have until April 1st of this year to take your first RMD. However... You'll have to take your second RMD by December 31st of this year. So that would be twice this year, Tony. So then can taking two RMDs in one year have any tax implications? Well, of course, there are some potential tax implications. If you take two RMDs in a single year, first, doing so could nudge you up into a higher tax bracket. And that means a larger chunk of your Social Security income could be subject to taxes. And, and we talk about this exact subject in every workshop, and we go over and over and over in it because this is where people lose money. Secondly, it's possible you could end up paying more for Medicare Part B or Part D. So I'm going to repeat that again. It's so important. First, if you, if you end up having to take two RMDs in one year, this could mean that a larger chunk of your Social Security income could be subject to taxes, and you could end up paying more for Medicare Part B. B or Part D. So to determine a good time to take your first RMD, review your tax bills through two two different lenses. First, taking your first RMD the year you turn 72, and second, waiting until the next year and doubling up. And if you aren't currently working with a financial services professional, I would urge you to do so because that person would likely be prepared to offer guidance about RMDs. This is this is one subject that gets a lot of people um, nervous and in trouble. So I would definitely recommend working with a financial pro- professional once you are required to take those uh, RMDs. Yeah, yeah, I, that's uh, that's huge. And obviously, 
you can get deep in the weeds with some of these rules and understanding these. And that's why it's so important to have uh, this this conversation. Um, Obviously, there are serious tax implications, and that's the main purpose of talking about this today. Uh, Steve, how do we go about calculating our RMDs? How do we figure that out? Well, it's, it's pretty easy, Tony. You just divide. Well, first of all, all custodians have to mail you a year-end statement of the balance of your qualified funds on December 31st. And you take that balance and divide it by the life expectancy tables uh, based on your current age or your birthday. If you own more than one IRA, you must calculate RMD for each account. But you may take the total RMD from just one account or a combination of all of them. For example, if you own an IRA that's smaller than your total RMD, you can empty out the smaller IRA and take the remainder of your RMD from the larger IRA. Ah, okay. So what can you tell us about 401ks? How do they fit into this? Well, when you turn 72, that magic number, your 401ks are also subject to required minimum distributions. But the similarities end right there. Because if you own multiple 401ks, you have to calculate and take each RMD from the each 401k. You can't take them all from one, one 401k if you have more than one. You can take your annual RMD in either a lump or through monthly or quarterly payments. Postponing your RMD till the end of the year provides your money more time to grow tax deferred. Well, also more taxes. Whatever you do, just make sure to withdraw the entire amount by the deadline of 1231 of each year. Ah, okay. So there's all these uh, deadlines and things. It's so important to know this is great information. Vanessa, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you if they have any questions about this or want to set up that no charge consultation. Please do. That's what we're here for. Listeners can visit our website at wealthwithwisdom.com. Give us a call at the office. That's 865-691-1211. Or send me a brief email at vanessa at wealthwithwisdom.com. All right. Thanks, Vanessa. And let's keep the show rolling. Uh, You noted a couple of different times there uh, that missing these RMD deadlines can have nasty implications for our finances. Uh, Let's get this one rolling with a closer look at those potential penalties. That's a good idea, Tony. So the Kiplinger article, The Basic of Required Minimum Distributions, 12 Things You Must Know About RMD, spells it out pretty neatly. If you miss an RMD deadline, you could be looking at one of the IRS's most severe penalties, which is 50% of the shortfall. 50%. That means if your RMD was 15000 but you only took 11000 you'd owe the government a $2,000 penalty plus income tax on the shortfall. Yikes. That, y- yes, yikes is right. So one way to avoid forgetting to take your RMD is to request that your IRA custodian automatically withdraw those for you. Well, yeah, and you want to work with a financial services professional definitely, that can help you with this. So another question I have, and I never thought I'd be asking this uh, because, you know, everybody <laughs> used to be retired by 72, but nowadays people are living longer and working longer and longer. And I know a lot of people who work into their 70s work full time right. still. So does working past your 72nd birthday have any implications for your RMDs? 
Well, it most certainly could. There are several ways you may be able to reduce your required minimum distribution and possibly even avoid them altogether. Mm -hmm. If you're still working after you turn 72 and you don't own more than 5% of the company you work for, you can avoid taking RMDs from your current balance in the 401k that you have where you work. After you retire, you will have to take required minimum distributions. But be careful. Don't forget, you still have to take RMDs from any previous 401ks or any IRAs that you own. So if you're working and have a 401k plan and you're over 72, you do not have to take a required minimum distribution. Oh, okay. Uh, that's wow. good to know. Yeah, that's that's really important info. Thanks, Steve. Um, now, based on previous conversations, I'm guessing that a Roth rollover might be a good option for some people, right? Well, if you have a Roth 401k, rolling that money into a Roth IRA may be a smart move because they don't have RMDs for the original owner. If you're at least 59 and a half and have owned at least one Roth IRA for a minimum of five years, the money that you roll into the Roth IRA could potentially be used tax-free. Another possible way to avoid RMDs is converting a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA. You, you'll still owe taxes on the conversion at, at your ordinary income rate, but slashing your traditional IRA balances may reduce, definitely, your future RMDs and the money in the Roth IRA can sit as long as you want it to. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Roths are, you know, a Roth IRA is a great, great tool for that and, you know, to minimize that tax burden in retirement. Now, exactly. I've, I've also read or heard about a younger spouse rule. What What is that, Steve? Well, we have a few uh, couples like that as clients. If you're married to someone who's more than 10 years younger than you are, you can divide your year-end account balance by the IRS life expectancy factor where your age and your younger spouse age are met. This is one where working with a tax professional or a financial services professional may be helpful. Pro rata payouts for RMDs is something else in today's listener that today's listeners should be aware of. If you aren't able to reduce your RMDs, it is possible you may still shrink the amount of taxes you owe on it, as long as you kept good records of the non-deductible contributions to your taxable IRA. In fact, you have to file a form every year that you do that. So you can calculate the ratio of your non-deductible contributions to your entire account balance of the IRA. And if your IRA contains two hundred thousand with two hundred thousand uh, with twenty thousand, excuse me, of non-deductible contributions, ten percent of that distribution from the IRA will be tax-free. Well, I've also heard you mention that an RMD can be donated to charity, and if I recall that process correctly, that's a useful strategy, isn't it, Steve? That's most certainly, Tony. We have several people that do that. So if you have charities or causes that you are passionate about, you may want to consider a qualified charitable distribution, which is more commonly referred to as a QCD. Doing so allows IRA owners who are at least 70 and a half to transfer as much as $100,000 directly to a charity every year. 
the QCD may then count as some or perhaps even all of your RMD and the QCD amount won't be tallied in your adjusted gross income. So what stands out to me the most about what you just explained there, Steve, is that this one may be an especially shrewd move if you take a standard deduction. Is that right, Vanessa? You nailed it, Tony. A QCD is a potentially very good move for folks who take a standard deduction and therefore miss out on writing off charitable donations. I know a lot of people can really relate with this, but here's an extra shot of good news. Even itemizers may be able to benefit from a QCD. Smaller gross adjusted income makes it simpler to utilize certain deductions like writing off medical expenses greater than 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. Because the QCD's taxable amount is zero, this strategy may help you reduce your tax on Social Security or surcharges on Medicare premiums. Okay, so uh, obviously there's a lot here. We're going to get deep yes. in the weeds, right? Yes. Give us an example of this. Okay, you're, but you're right. This is, this is complex, and that's why you definitely should have a uh, financial services professional helping you in retirement. So let's just say your RMD is $20,000. You could transfer the entire $20,000 to charity and meet your RMD while also adding $0 to your adjusted gross income. Additionally, you could utilize a non-taxable QCD of $15,000 and then use a taxable $5,000 distribution to meet your RMD. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. And I, I appreciate you giving us that example. I think we have time for one more piece of RMD wisdom here. <laughs> one more, Tony, and then that's it. <laughs> How about this idea? You may be able to use your RMD to make paying your taxes just a little bit easier using what's called an RMD solution. You can request that your RMD IRA custodian withhold enough money from your RMD to cover your entire tax bill on all of your income sources for the year. This strategy means you don't have to mess with quarterly estimated tax payments, and it may also help prevent underpayment penalties. Well, yeah, and as Vanessa mentioned earlier, we want to avoid those penalties, right, Steve? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, a uh, great show today, guys, uh, but we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add, Vanessa, before we go? You can actually give us a call. Um, our number is 865-691-1211. You can check us out online at uh, wealthwithwisdom.com. Shoot me a brief email, Vanessa, at wealthwithwisdom.com, and we would be glad to set up a time to do an in-office or a virtual meeting with you. All right. Thanks, Vanessa. And that does it for today's episode of Wealth with Wisdom with our hosts, Steve Vasgard and Vanessa Sexton. Thank you for listening to Wealth with Wisdom. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Steve Vasgard and Vanessa Sexton at Wealth and Retirement Strategies. Call 865-357-4024 or visit them online at wealthwithwisdom.com. 
Steve Vasgard, Vanessa Sexton, and Wealth and Retirement Strategies are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.